0: We're holding in the morale in the Mishnah of Sharmaz, okay? And we saw the Maral's rule, how each Zug, how each Zug, how each group two pair of Tanoim of that period really led Klai Yisrael as a team. And therefore what they say was, the both two sides of the same rule, of the same principle. One looking at it for the point of view of what to do, we call the Ava, Another am to avoid the of view of Europe, what not to do, what to avoid. We also saw that very much of what the Tanahim said was either relates to parts of their own life, or at least the time that they lived in and that was the message that they taught us. So with this in mind, let's look at the story of Hidal and Shammai. And another you know famous Gemara, which talks about the difference between Hidal and Shammai. Hidal was a Nazi, Shammai was a bastard. And the Gemara in Shabbos tells us of three different people. who came to Shammai and asked him to be Megara, 3 three non-Jews who wanted to convert, and they came to the Bastin. Obviously, Shammai is not in and they asked to be accepted as Gera. The first one came along, and he said that I want to become a on condition that you teach me the entire, entire Torah while I'm standing on one foot. Now, that's ridiculous. We, have, we all know how big the Torah is. And even the minimal requirements that a Jew has to know, it, is, it takes years of study. There's no way a person's learning that by staying on one foot. And therefore, Shaman understood this just to be an insult, as if guy is so shallow or so small that a person can learn on one foot, and he drives the person away. Let us to see a sincere convert. The person goes to Hillel, he says the same thing, and Hillel says, Okay, I'll do it to you. The rule of the Torah is, What's you wouldn't want people to do it to you, don't do it to others. And so everything else is just examples. Go learn about them. And the person did, it and he became a goat. The second story in the Gemara is a story of somebody who comes to Shammai, and he says, I want to accept the Torah, but only the Torah should be not the Torah should And once again, if you want to accept the Torah, you're going to lay down the law to ask what you want to do not to do. Shammai kicks him out. You aren't sincere again. He goes to Hillel, and Hillel says, Okay, I'll accept you as a goat. But you have to know Torah that's what you're willing to do. So you have to learn how to read Lashon You have to learn how to read the Torah. So I'll teach you the Aleph base. And he draws an Aleph and says, look, this is called Aleph. Fine, Aleph. This is a base, base, Gimel, good. Revise it, tomorrow we'll carry it. Next day the man comes back, so he points the picture to the Aleph. Why this? That's an Aleph. He says, no, that's a tough. He points the base, what's that? That's a base, no, that's a Shin. And he points the Gimel, that's a Gimel, no, it's a Resh. So there's one thing, you're the one who told me yesterday that's an Aleph. That's the best. It's the gimel. So I, I'm sh- why are you changing what you told me? So Hillel says to him. So you see that you're relying on me to teach you. So you can understand that even Torah Shabbosav you can't learn, you can't understand without the Torah Shabbosav, without someone to explain to you what it means. So you have to accept the Torah Shabbosav as, as well as the Torah And here also, the person did do that, and he became a okay. And the third story that Gemara says is someone who comes to Shamai, He had been walking outside a cheder. And he had heard the children learning about the Big coin Koine Splendid with precious stones and ended with gold. And he came to Shaman and he said, I'd like to be a Jew, but I want to be the coin Which, once again, is ridiculous. Even a born Jew can't be a coin Godal. It's only a son of Aaron. So Shaman chases him mat. He goes to Hillel. And he says, okay, no problem, I'll be my guy you, But you have to learn the rules of what what's necessary to become a coin god the man goes to learn, and in the course of his learning, he comes from the past work, that somebody who is a stranger who comes close to the Kodesh HaKadoshim is going to die. So he goes to us, who is it referring to, who is the stranger? And so says, even somebody like me, I'm not a kohen, so if I go near the Kodesh HaKadoshim, I will be culpable, I will be chayav missing. So this guy understands stands on his own, well, if that's the case. If even the nasty of the Jewish people is considered a czar, then Ka'al is somebody who has uh, wasn't even part of the Jewish people. A convert. definitely would be considered a stranger in the Kodesh of Godoshim, and therefore understood in a certain design that he wasn't going to become a kind of Those are the stories that Gemara says. And I'm asking you a question, Rabbi Sain. And that is, who do you think is more logical? The law What makes more sense to us? Let's put the question differently. If a person comes that to us today and would say to us, I want you to Magyar me on condition that you're going to teach me the whole Torah in the next 20 minutes, what would we say to him? A person would come to us today and say to us, I want you to Magyar me, but I'm not interested in keeping Shabbos. What would we say to him? We understand Shammai very well. You come into Magyar, it means you're accepting the Torah. And if you're not going to accept the Torah, then don't waste our time. We're not going to beguile people who don't want to accept what the Torah commands. And yet the Gemara makes it sound like there was a certain malo of hilo. That's the first question. But I have a second question also. And that's maybe the eye-opening in the circuit And that is, the girl who came along and said that I want to become a Ger in order to become a kind God. When he later on sees that he's not going to become a Godel. so he said, well, that's the case, forget it, I'm not interested. This was all a mistake. He didn't back out. He still became a gear. The who came along and said, I want to be a ger on condition. You only teach me Torah Shubiksa. When Hill proved to him, I can't only teach you Torah Shubiksa. But he said, well, that's the case, then I'm, I'm leaving. I'm not interested. No, he didn't. He still, they both still became Gera. And then the question is, why did Hillel see that he understood that these people really do want to become a even though they're making it sound like, what they're asking for something which we could never let out, which would never happen. So let's look a little bit at the historical situation of the time of Hillel and Shammai, and we'll understand better what's going on in the story. We know that Hillel and Shammai lived at the time of the reign of the well, throne of the Gemara called Herodus is known in English as Herod basically until then the family of the Khashmanaim had been ruling the Jewish people the original Maccabees grandchildren and great-grandchildren and until that time when Herod was really a servant, the Gemara says, of the family of the uh rose up in rebellion and destroyed any remaining members of the Khashmanaim dynasty and declared himself a king Herod was a very despotic ruler He had no problem Dispoiling the Jewish people He had no problem Killing large amounts of people And uh, he was very feared By the Jewish people And one of the, his primary targets the Was the Tamalech HaChomim He looked And he tried to kill All the Tamalech HaKham He could find And the reason for doing that Is because Herod knew That halakhically He wasn't allowed to be a king He wasn't even a Jew He was a slave who had become freed by killing his masters, and therefore he was unfit for royalty. And he was afraid that the people would listen to the rabbanim, so then they would they would be the ones who would uh, declare him invalid as a king and as a Mm -hmm. tyrant. The way that uh, Herod dealt with that was to kill all the chachamim, except for those who ran and those who hid. But any of the chachamim that he could reach, he killed. That was the time that Hillel and Shammai lived in. The Rabbah writes in his October the Parish Shammai is nice that we see until the time of Hillel and Shammai we don't find any arguments between the Chachamim, or very few. And yet comes the time of Hillel and Shammai, and then we have arguments between the, the Talmud of Hillel and Shammai which begin for the whole way through There's an enormous amount of things that they argued about. What changed? Why until that door don't we find arguments? And only from then we find so many arguments. And the Raman gives the answer based on this historical perspective. And the Raman says that until then if there had been a disagreement between the Khachamin. So it was very simple. They sat together, they argued it out, they came to a conclusion, or at the very least they came to they, they voted on it and they came to a majority ruling and there was no argument anymore that the had accepted what do, what they're going to do. He says what happened at the time of Hiddl and Shammai is because of the fact that the Chachamim were all hiding for their lives or running from Herodotus, there wasn't the opportunity for them to get together and to discuss and clarify and come to a consensus opinion on all the halachas. And therefore they developed different schools of halacha based on where the different Chachamim were because they didn't have that ability to, to, to argue out each point and to come to a, a, a unified ruling. Really. And that's why that's when we began to be more and more Machlagas um, in Basically, it was as a result of the persecution of the times. It's actually interesting because we do find that on one occasion when the Be'esham and Basil met, and it seems that even that was in a very clandestine manner, they met in the attic of somebody called Beit Nitzah in the city of Lut, and when they were all at the same time, so then they decided, we're not going, no one's allowed to leave. Until we come to an agreement on 18 different halachas, they're called the 18 Gazerus, and there we have a case of where Bisham and Beshilu met face to face, were in the same place, we could discuss the, discuss the the halachas and come to a conclusion, and there's no anymore the 18. What they call the Yul Khastava There's 18 points where Bisham and Beshilu agreed to so that, that. Then that, that's the halacha. Whereas in so many other cases where they argued, it was because there wasn't an opportunity, and there wasn't an ability for all the Chachamim Israel to come together. So even in circumstances such as those, Hidal was a Nasi, Shammai was a and even though there wasn't really a functioning Sanhedrin for most of the time of, of Herod's rule. There was a second point to Herod's rule as well. And that is, being as he considered the Chachamim to be a potential threat, a potential enemy, so then, Herod worked together with the primary opponents of the Chachamim at the time, who were the Tztokim and the Beitusim, those sects, splinter sects of, of Kedal Israel that didn't accept and wouldn't listen to the Chachamim And Herod felt safe with them because they wouldn't challenge his ascendancy to the throne. And therefore, he officially appointed them to all the high positions and uh, left them, in, so to speak, in charge of running those areas of communal Yiddishkeit. One of those was the office of the Kohen Godel. And even though the Kohen Godel was meant to be chosen for his level of Ruchnius, for his yerushimaim, for his Kedusha, at that period of the time of the Besamekdash was the Kohen Godel was chosen by the Stokim and very often it was auctioned off to everyone willing to pay the most for the, for the position the Gemara makes reference to that period and talks about the time of the second verse of Middash when there were more than one coin godl died every year and it says, Shoshim Tiktana Hashem shortens the lives of Roshim those are the coin Gdorim at that period of the second verse who were at Stokim who were Roshim and therefore they all died no, none of them would live too long because they didn't deserve to that was the state of the HaKar Yisrael when Hillel and Shammai were the ones were the, the spiritual leaders so to speak of the door. now with that background it's important I'm going to bring this to the next point we understand therefore that if a person comes to Shammai and he says to him I want you to convert me in order that to keep Torah and not Torah Shabbat basically I want to be a Turkey. That was the arch enemy That the Jewish people faced at the time So of course Shama is going to chase him away Chutzpah, you come to me To ask me to Allow you to be a Jew, that you're going to be at Stokhi That you're going to rebel against Khakram It would be no different so If a person would come to the base of you know, the Khasim Sofer And say I'd like you to make a guy So that I can become a, a member of the Haskalah Are you crazy? That those are the people we're fighting with Why in the world would I want to do that? So we understand Shaman very well why did Hiddorah think differently? And the answer is simple. Hiddorah thought like this. If this person wanted to become a Tzadki, let him go to the based bastion. They're sanctioned by the king, they have power, they're, they're doing what they want to do, we can't stop them, and that's what the person wanted to join, let him go to them. Why would he come to us? Not only that, if he's been already rejected by the official basin, of why would he come back to Hiddorah? Why well, was it so important to him? And the answer is, he understood that this person wasn't interested in being a Stokhi. This person was interested in being accepted as a, a part of the Kali by everybody. Well, if that's the case, there's already potential. If he was coming to the Chachamim, who weren't, so to speak, this official basin of the king at the time, and is asking them to make him, what it means is he wants to become a guy by the ones who he considers to be the authentic Israel. So maybe he doesn't understand what that means, maybe he's been uh, led astray by the statement into thinking that the Torah is all that's important, but if a person wants to become accepted as a genuine guy, have thought is what to work with. As indeed was the case. When the person accepted that he has to understand Torah Shabbat as well, he went through with it. Same when it comes to the Kohen Gaddel. If a person wanted to be a Kohen Godal at that period, uh, go to the stochim who were running the lesser the Mikdash and put in a bed. Why well, would you come to Shamay for that? Hey, and the answer is, because Hidal understood the same thing. This person obviously wants to be accepted by all of us as a Kohen Godal. He wants to become a genuine Kohen Godl. Well, if that's the case, then there's a certain Nukhudu if he wants to do the right thing. And that's something Hidal felt that there's a room to develop, and there's a room to megar him. And the same thing to the person who wanted to of the Torah on one foot. There would be no reason to try and, after Shmuel kicked him out, to come back to Hill and ask him to him uh, if all he wanted to do was make jest of the Torah. It must be he understood that he wants that he wouldn't want to be a go, and his insistence on in being of the Torah while considering one foot was something which was a way of. However, Hill understood that as being something which would have made something of the person felt that would be things he would be able to do it wouldn't be too much for him, it wouldn't be too overwhelming, whatever the case might be but he also had a certain level of sincerity and all of these areas there was a guy, and that's why we saw Hitler's middle was to on the table. he saw in people the area, the point which was good and he used that as a way to bring them close to terror was Shammai wrong? That's the you said over here. The morale told us that the Zughas worked as a team. The Zughas worked as a team. And therefore, Shammai's job as the Av-based was to protect the authenticity of Torah. And if people could come along and say they want to be gay without accepting the Torah as it's meant to be kept, without accepting the Torah in its entirety, so then that's going to, so to speak, seem that we're going to compromise Torah. It seems like we're going to negotiate terror than we can ever do. And therefore, Shama understood his job is to be a captain. We can't change standards. Like moral said, we lost all inside. Not by middle Alma. alma, Not what applies to me and my personal uh, my personal uh, feelings or pride or whatever whatever's I feel is negated to me. But, rather what's negated to, keeping the terror the way it's meant to be kept. captain, there's no room for compromise. The hills didn't change that. But if we saw an individual where he felt, this individual I can work with, because I'm going to be able to bring him to keeping a Torah property, so that's something he could do. They it works together. If one wants a marshal for this, Ramesha writes about this in the Trevor, today's example would be the reform. And we don't have to take him today, but it's a similar idea, a movement which... Professes to be Jewish and doesn't keep the principles of Yiddishkeit doesn't have their monophtar Israel. so of course are we going to make concessions on Torah to accommodate the reform for sure or not we're not going to change the Torah one ayat are we going to give validity to other movements and consider them for the sake of peace to be alternative streams of Judaism of course or not there's only one stream of Yiddishkeit and that's what Hashem wants us to do There's no room for anything else. And when it comes to, uh, so to speak, uh, showing our opinion, or the Torah's opinion, of counterfeit forms of Yiddishkeit, so then, of course, we have to be the Sharmay. We have to be a captain. The Torah doesn't change. There's no room for concession. There's no room for compromise. But when it comes to regarding the individual, and somebody that you think, this is a person who we could work on to accept the MS, then there's a mockum for the middle of Hidal as well. And then there's a mockum to work with the individual to recover in out And that's how the, the middlets of Shama and Hidal combine, so to speak. That together they look to Ka Israel. It's interesting. Even though we don't find that they were, like we saw from the Ramon, they might not have been together physically the whole time. In the time of Hurdus, they were both uh, forced to... You know, to, to Run from the king, that he wouldn't kill them as well as other But nevertheless, there was a, a, a combination of both of the midos which they used to lead Eretz Each of the Zugas spoke to a different demographic within the Jewish people. The first who spoke to persons' family and it's about the persons students and the people under one's authority and if that's the case who Hilo and Shama is speaking to What the previous two and spoke about was a person who's in authority So that a person has connection to the people he's in charge of them, he's ruling over them which is by Our person relates to other people, even those that he's not necessarily in control of them. And that is Rahil's rule: She oyev shalom, shalom, and And going to other people too, even people who I don't have a connection to, and aren't under my jurisdiction. She shalom, and like we saw, he'll put them to practice. People who weren't even Jews, but Lema'i said there was a potential to have an effect on them. So he'll apply there this principle of Even Shammai, like we saw, when it came to Torah, he was unflinching. But he held that it was a standard of which applies to everyone as well. So greet everybody, the Saver Party of the office And on that also everybody includes non-Jews to Shammai didn't change that standard. So even people who wouldn't be connected to necessarily, there was still a Hanhag of how to deal how to relate to them. Now, this new level and that is how to apply to people to the entire world, even people who have no shaykhs to me, is the Maral says was the the audience that Hitler and Sham were talking to, and it wasn't with the previous day, he asked the question himself. And it also passed to all people. So the Maharas is not the same thing. What and Prachi said was just that a person shouldn't see people as being bad. It's not a way to relate them really, but just how a person views them. That's not a way to connect other people. It's just as a dying. So he says that there's a way to how to regard people. And therefore I should regard people as being bad, and good. Not bad, but that's not a way that causes me to relate to them. Whereas the Hashem says, Let us greet everybody Save a part of the with a happy expression. That's a way that's going to create a connection. All of the five zugos, which we spoke about, each one of them adds uh, another level to uh, the balance which Antigonus and Surah originally spoke about, which was a balance of a person's available being between Ava and Yira, and therefore each of the zugos also speak about a person is going to use that those two uh, different minutes in relating to other people, and in each case it was different to who the other people that one was relating to were. That's the lesson of... That's the lesson of Hashem. The Maral is going to go through all five again quickly. from a, himself, by person himself, the Ava's Hashem of not... Serving for reward the years of Hashem of having where shem a and then the Zuga Rishon, which is the two U.S. The, the, the person's family, those members of his household, the nearest person. Uh, and that is, a person relates to Rabbi Vachaveira Vashchena, that was Shemem prachin and Nithair Beili. A person relates to his friends, to his teachers, to his neighbors. The people who interacts with all the whole time. person over them. leader. So the person the people that a person is the leader over, he has less connection to, but nevertheless he has. Uh, more of a responsibility in The general population of the world That's the and Shammai that that's uh, talk about happiness uh, everyone else in the world. year of and here relates to what Drama said before those five dairies in Zahidl of we could say, were zugos, who were all makabel from the door before them, because Shemsheh called Tzarkom, and therefore each one was roy to be a hemsheh of the door before that. Whereas came Shammai, and Hiral because of the persecution of the time, so then the Talmudim were no longer able to be Mishamish called Tzarkom, and were not able to therefore take over the full level of the door of the teachers, and therefore we see that they were no longer on the level of people called the zugos. The now it's going to be a difference on how we are going to call it a name. Obviously also, they were the great leaders who gave us the Mishnah, but it was a step down, and what caused that was the same you said, you said before, and that is the, the Cyrus, the king, Ahudus, caused for Yisrael, and the fact that he killed the Chachamim, and the fact that he that also didn't enable the Chachamim to be able to learn from each other, so that uh, brought about the, the drop in the level from the Zugis to the generations the after them and that began a new period for Tal Hitler Hidal and Shammah in that case became, so to speak, the door-in-between they were the last door of the Zuggahs so it was their Talmidim they called and Beis Shammah, their students who began the next uh, period of Jewish history, the period of the Tanim I want to finish the passage of Hidal and Shammah, just maybe an observation more of a feeling. And that is, we saw in all the Mishnahis beforehand how what the Khafam said referred to a specific incidents in their lives. So the three things Hillel said, if I'm not for me, who is for me? And even if I'm for myself, what am I? If not now, then when? What is referring to in Hillel's life? I was thinking this could be referring to the story we just brought in the Gemara of those three Garim. Of the three garim, who spoke to him. And maybe this was the message Hillel gave them to encourage them to become real gayrim. The first one. He came along and he said, i have only accepted the Sarashe Bichstaff. And why would a person do that, maybe? Because he would say, i an only accepting, but I know myself. I'm not going to be dictated to what other people tell me. So Hillel would have justified it 100%. You have to understand on your own. I'm not for sure me, then who's going to be for me? I accept what Hilo showed him was that you can't understand Torah completely on your own because without someone to teach you the basics, you're not going to understand what they even how to read that at face. And therefore, there is a mocking to understand things on your own, but it has to be in the framework of the coming and giving you the background to be able to do that. The second one, the reverse of the K.M. to be a and the uh, Hilah would have told him that Even when I want it for myself, it's fine. What do I deserve? And therefore, it's true that a person could aspire to everything, but not always there's something a person's able to do. And the last one, he said, I want in the whole Torah one want I don't understand. you have good motivation. You're good, as you can right now. you actually, they must And even the Hill uses them as a lesson for us. We would, we would apply ourselves as much as we can to Torah, and others also are trying to try, no to the opportunity. If this was also, so to speak, indicative of the physic. then Hill would have given to them also, each one in a specific instance, of what he needed to encourage him to become a real guy. And that's the case, it's an example of Hill's principle of over and Sebris of